the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. The Bob Brandt Authority, good morning to you. Thank you so very much for joining us. As we get underway at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Thursday morning, the 22nd morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord, 2019, we are loaded for bear today with uh, with uh, great guests. So you're going to want to get in early if you want to get in at all today and be heard about some of the news of the day. Coming up in about a half an hour at uh, 9.35, we will speak with the chairwoman of the Ohio Republican Party, Jane Timken. She is going to discuss with us very important women voting initiatives, GOP women voting initiatives, meaning GOP women in Ohio for President Trump. It's a very, very important part of the president's base. And uh, ladies, seriously, if you have been in any way, shape, or form questioning what you want to do in November of 2020, uh, you're going to want to hear from uh, Chairwoman Timken. So we're looking forward to that conversation. GOP Women Voting Initiative for President Trump in 2020. At 10 o'clock or 10.05, technically, we will talk with Dr. Everett Piper, as we always do, on Thursdays about a host of issues, most of them social and cultural. And then at 10.35, conversation I've been looking forward to, I will greet the uh, governor of the great state of Ohio. Governor DeWine will join me. We're going to talk about gun control, his gun control initiatives after the terrible shooting in Dayton, which, of course, uh, corresponded with the uh, terrible shooting the very same weekend, the day before, in El Paso, Texas. And uh, Governor DeWine came forward with a number of gun control initiatives that have a whole lot of people, myself included, a little bit curious, maybe a little bit nervous, about what his true intentions are. He appears to uh, show strong support for red flag laws, as they are called, uh, and I'm going to discuss it with him because, uh, quite frankly, I think it's a terrible way to go. 
and uh, we will discuss this uh, in a proper manner at about 1035. Uh, we will also talk about taxes in the state of Ohio. We'll talk about job and economic performance in the state of Ohio, which, quite frankly, is lagging a little bit compared to the rest of the tremendous economy going on in the country. Is Governor Mike DeWine uh, on top of this? Uh, is there a plan to make sure that we catch up with and speed up our own growth in this country in terms of jobs, in terms of uh, wages, etc.? So all of that coming up with Mike DeWine. So Jane Timken. At 9.35, Dr. Everett Piper at 10.05, Mike DeWine, the governor of the great state of Ohio, at 10.35. That means if you want to get into it now, 216-901-0945, either number. Now, there will be gaps. After I talk to uh, Chairman Timken or Chairwoman T- is it okay to call a female a chairman, or, or is that like the, the PC uh, problem here? I, I, I don't usually care about PC, but I also don't want to be blatantly offensive. Uh, maybe just say the chair of the Ohio Republican Party. But uh, after we talk to her, there will be a short gap. After we talk to uh, Dr. Piper, uh, and I'm not sure about uh, after we talk to uh, Governor DeWine, but there will be gaps in between these guests if you want to dial. But uh, this is the best time between now and 930 to get in at 216-901-0945. To that end, uh, we need to discuss some of the some of the news of the day. And, and this isn't necessarily the lead story nationally. But it was a lead story for me once I saw this last night on television. The the blatant, disgusting, vile, liberal Democrats in this country and how they feel about this country on display on the Young Turks uh, broadcast, I, I it, it got me angry. I mean, it got me literally, physically angry and emotionally angry last night when I saw this because I, I, I don't watch these kinds of things. I don't watch these podcasts or listen to these podcasts or broadcasts or whatever they are, probably because they do. They get me angry. They know how to trigger me, if you will. Um, but when I heard this, you know, last night I was watching it on Tucker Carlson, and when I heard this this clip of the Young Turks, the Young Turks is a far left millennial uh, group of individuals whose mission is to tear down and destroy the Constitution of the United States of America and, quite quite frankly, um, the institution of the United States of America as it exists, as it was founded and as it, as it exists. And normally what they say will just go in one ear and out the other because uh, what they say is about as vacuous as they are themselves. This one got me, though. Reviewing a clip of U.S. military veteran Representative Dan Crenshaw from Texas, the freshman from Texas, who, by the way, should get far, far more attention on the national stage than the freshman squid members uh, of uh, Damasio Cortez and Sharia Tlaib and Jihad Omar and uh, uh, Anna Presley. Dan, Dan Crenshaw was talking to podcast host Hiker, who has apparently over 500,000 Twitter followers. In other words, he reaches a lot of young, disturbed, liberal punks in this country. Mocked Dan Crenshaw's lost eye, which he suffered in service to this country, a wartime injury, and then declared that America 
deserved 9-11. And that's the part that got to me. Again, this isn't the lead story of the day, but I want to get it out there because I want you to know who they are. I want you to know who the leftists who hate this country and who will do anything to tear her apart are. And I want you to know that when statements like this are made and are not disavowed by liberal politicians holding office right now, especially those who have appeared or those who draw the support of the Young Turks, that it speaks to who they are. Hassan Piker, this leftist millennial piece of trash for the Young Turks, said the following. Speaking of Dan Crenshaw, this guy has the understanding of foreign policy of, like, a 12-year-old. What the F? What the F is wrong with this dude? Didn't he go to war and, like, literally lose his eye because of some Mujahideen, a brave effing soldier, effed his, he said this, his eye hole? I, I won't read the rest of that until we get to this part. And I'm not playing it for you either because he doesn't deserve the the attention for this. But he went on to say, America's foreign policy decisions led to 9-11. This would have been a controversial thing to say in 2001. Stop being an effing idiot. We supplied arms and trained to and trained bin Laden. We destabilized the region long before 9-11, and now we're stuck in perpetual war, which Dan Crenshaw was trying to justify in that clip. It's exactly this kind of attitude that has sent thousands of young men and women overseas to die. He said, we deserved 9-11. I'll just say it. We deserved 9-11. I hear things like that, and, you know, we are just about two and a half weeks or so away from the 18th anniversary of the most horrific terror attack in the history of the United States. We are approaching 9-11, which is solemn ground. It is sacred ground, perhaps, in a solemn time uh, in this country. And when I hear liberals talking about how 3,000 Americans deserved to die. And I don't hear any liberals condemning those remarks. It leaves it leaves a mark. It leaves a mark on me. It leaves a mark on, I think, a lot of other people, family members of the victims, family members and first responders who tried to save the victims. We deserved 9-11 is exactly what they say on the uh, on the uh, the Young Turks broadcast. So he has not been banned, to my understanding. He has not been banned by Twitter. He has not been banned by YouTube. He has not been banned. By the way, YouTube. Ba- I talked. I meant to have a guest on yesterday, but we couldn't get in touch with him. YouTube banned an advertisement uh, for a, a a Christian ministry because of the word Christian. It was a Christian ministry with an outreach toward people who have suffered wartime trauma. And they banned it because of the offensiveness of the word Christian. Not a joke. They circled it and gave it back to the organization. 
the that uh, same organization, not the organization, but the same uh, social media platform company, uh, YouTube. YouTube has banned Prager University videos, censored those as being offensive. But he, meaning this particular Hassan Piker punk and the rest of the Young Turks, are allowed to go on YouTube and are allowed to go on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else and spread anti-American hate, suggesting, not suggesting, stating that America deserved 9-11. I, I'm, I, there's just... There's, there's just a, a some, there are some bridges that can't be crossed or that should not be crossed. I'm not calling for censorship the way they do. I'm not saying he can't say this, but he can say this on these platforms that deny conservatives the opportunity to speak in, in normal terms, in non-hateful terms, in non, you know, uh, um, disgusting rhetoric like this. It is absolutely the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. America deserved 9-11. Waiting for the first liberal to step up. Hollywood, where are you? Any one of you who has ever appeared on the Young Turks, and they have all kinds of liberal guests all the time, where are you? Why are you not condemning this vile representation by these liberal punks, these, these millennial verbal thugs and i'm looking for the right word so that i don't get myself in trouble here why do, where are you why is there no condemnation for this this was about a three minute segment maybe less on tucker carlson last night and it stuck out more to me than everything else that is being discussed right now and there are a lot of very important things going on right now president trump signed a bill uh for giving the student loan debt of of uh, um uh, injured veterans Injured, wounded veterans uh, who have gone to college and incurred student loan debt. The president has forgiven them their debt with a stroke of his pen, and that is a phenomenal thing. I do want to talk about those things. I do want to talk about the potential recessions, a recession rather, and the calls for recession by liberal Democrats, and the knowledge that 69%, according to a recent poll of Americans, would blame Donald Trump if a recession happened. There are all, I do want to talk about the new rule modifying Flores, the Flores rule, which, uh, would allow the, uh, United States Custom, uh, Customs and Border Patrol to be able to hold migrant families for as long as it takes, roughly 50 or 60 days instead of the limit of 20 now, in order to get their hearing before a judge. I want to talk about all of these things, but the one thing that really triggered me last night was this liberal puke uh de- describing the united states as being deserving of 9-11 it's something that just as especially as we approach that solemn memorial coming up uh, on september 11th it's something that i just feel like we need to respond to and i feel like we need to demand accountability for and that's what i'm doing all right it's 20 minutes after nine o'clock again we've got a very packed show jane timken the chair of the republican party in ohio is going to be joining us in a few uh, dr everett piper at the top of the next hour and yes governor mike dewine at 10:35. stay right here on am 1420 the answer bob france here on am 1420 the answer So I uh, tortured myself a little bit during the break. I actually pulled up the audio and listened to the trash from the Young Turks uh, again. 
and uh, and I just tweeted it too. Just the three second clip of that part. Um, do with it what you will. I just I don't want you to ever forget. I don't want us to ever forget. This is what liberal, millennial, anti-American, socialist-supporting piece of trash pieces of trash um, really think about this country. This is what they believe. They blame America for America getting attacked. It's the same mindset that is that is espoused by liberal pieces of trash in the United States Congress, like Jihad Omar and Sharia Tlaib feel about Israel. They blame Israel for terror attacks that Israel suffers. They blame Israel and their policy, their foreign policy, or their decisions when it comes to uh, how they operate with inside uh, their, their borders. They blame them for terrible things that happen to them. These people, honestly, are dangerous. And I'm not going to overstate it, but I am going to tell you, don't forget it. Don't for one second think that, hey, we're all on the same side here. We just have different ways of going about showing it. Don't think that the ideological differences are superficial. They are deep, and they go to the core. Liberal, democratic Americans, particularly the young punks like these, truly believe that America is a force of evil in this world. America is the problem with the rest of the world. Our intervention in other nations' affairs is a problem with the world. Our foreign policy and our belief in the need for regime change or our belief that other nations can't take care of themselves, all of the things that you hear from the, the liberal Americans in you know positions of, I won't say prominence, but you know those who have enough of a broadcast voice, or, and with the Internet almost anybody can be a broadcaster these days, but these people... What they say is what millions of their followers feel. This punk has 500,000 followers on Twitter. People, yeah, right on, uh, you know, right awning him, if you will. You know, telling him right on, good job, tell it, speak it, preach it. America is the problem. They believe that America is not the greatest force for good in the history of human civilization. They believe that America is the problem. And we need to respond to these people, or at the very least, we need to keep our eyes on these people, because these are the kinds of people who are dangerous. You want to talk about white nationalism being the rising cause of extremism in the United States, which is just so much hogwash? No, it is people like this who literally despise the United States of America, yet continue to take advantage of her rights and liberties and freedoms to say terrible things about her. These are the people we have to watch. Brian is in Cleveland on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Brian. Go right ahead. Hey, Bob. Good morning. Hey, I know you're going to be talking to Mike DeWine here in a couple of minutes about these stupid uh, red flags. No, he's at he's at 1030. He's, he's an hour away. He's an hour away. Okay. All right, my bad. But uh, That's right. nonetheless, you said uh, something yesterday about maybe uh, mentioning the uh, 10 cent gas tax that he threw at us for the uh, roads. But I was yeah. just curious... Where's the money that was already in the budget for the roads? Well, clearly it was. Clearly they moved that money, and I will ask him that question. They moved that money, and that's exactly the point that a lot of us made before that was passed, before uh, uh, through the Ohio Assembly. 
uh, that right. there should have been money budgeted. Exactly right. In the general fund for the, uh, you know, not in the general fund, but money budgeted laid out in the Ohio budget for, uh, the upkeep of the roads and the improvement and bridges and so on and so forth and all of the, uh, in- highway infrastructure. Where is that money? They moved it to other places. That is exactly the point. Where and why and why do the, does the American, uh, consumer slash driver slash worker have to pay the new freight? Uh, that's a hell of a question. It's one that we all asked and I will ask him directly coming up at about 1035. But next, after this uh, bottom of the hour newscast, Ohio chair, uh, GOP chair Jane Timken will join us about the women's voting initiative, women in support of Donald Trump in 2020. She will join us next right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Nine thirty-five. Now the Bob Branch Authority continues on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. I want to remind you: you've been listening, you've been hearing it, and I want to tell you: get your tickets now at whkradio.com for the War for America's Soul Tour. That's right, and it might sound dramatic, it might sound hyperbolic. I think it's pretty accurate, to be quite honest with you, though. The War for America's Soul is on, and uh, on November 21st, we will be on stage discussing all of the most important elements of that. Dr. Sebastian Gorka, uh, of course, the brilliant Hugh Hewitt will join me. We will be at the Holiday Inn in uh, um on uh, Rockside in Independence again November 21st general admission tickets are on sale $25 uh, general VIP dinner tickets are available and VIP table tickets meaning you can sit at my table or at Hugh Hewitt's table or at Dr. Sebastian Gorka's table and I just found out yesterday you can add Peter Kersenow to that panel he will be on stage with us and we'll have his own table as well all of those tickets available now those are the first ones to sell I will tell you this people love to sit down and chat with us about the very Various issues that matter to uh, Americans heading into election 2020, the war for America's soul. So don't wait. Even though it's a little bit, a little ways off, it's November 21st. Do not wait to get your tickets, especially if you want to sit at one of our tables. Those are capped at eight uh, individuals each. Each table uh, holds only eight uh, guests. So we will discuss radical socialism, racial divides, illegal immigration, social infighting, and everything else that matters to you. The war for America's soul is November 21st. Do not miss it. All right, joining us now, as promised, to talk about 2020 and talk about it from a specific demographic point of view, the chair of the Ohio Republican Party, Jane Timken, now on AM 1420, The Answer. Chair, by the way, I I noticed your Twitter feed says chairman. It's not offensive to say chairman to a woman, is it? No, it is not. That's my preferred um, name. I prefer chairman. Every board member of the board that I've been on, I've been always just chairman. It's Uh, it's so good to hear. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I think people get caught up so much in, in, uh, in pronouns and names, and I just think it's ridiculous. But that's I definitely, yeah, I definitely do not get caught up in the pronoun nonsense. Uh, I'm an actual believer in human biology and science. Uh, but, but it, when, <laughs> when you do have, when you do have a female who is the chair of anything, I want to make sure that they don't prefer chairwoman so that I don't offend. Um, but it is good to have you, Chairman Timken. Thanks so much. And you want to talk, and I would love to talk to you about a very important demographic in the state of Ohio when it comes to President Trump's reelection campaign and chances in 2020 and that is the female voters um what can you tell me about the women's voting initiative initiative for president trump in 2020 sure um well we're kicking off a great event tonight called an evening to empower it's a women for trump event and 
Cuyahoga Falls, and it begins at uh, 6.30 at the Pavilion. We're really excited. We're going to have a great lineup of women. Um, we're, we're really talking about what President Trump has done for women and why women should vote to reelect the president. When we know that the president has created millions of jobs, and for women, the unemployment rate is about 3.6%. That's the historic low. And women participating in the workforce is at a historic high. Women are benefiting from the Trump economy with the tax cuts, means there's more money in their pockets, which means they can spend money on going on vacation, saving for their family, buying, a, you know, replacing a refrigerator that's old. All of those things are done because of those tax cuts that President Trump championed. And other things like the child credit tax, uh, the child credit uh, for your taxes. Mm-hmm. President Trump doubled that, which means that women and families can have more money in their pockets to spend and take care of their children, which is always a priority for women. And I've always believed that when women succeed, we all succeed. Um, I've had a career myself. I've balanced a family. I know how important it is to, you know, encourage women to get out there, get into the workforce, use their God-given talents um, to make a difference in the world. And I think women should support the president because he's done so many great things for us. Uh, You think about some of the things that have come out of the White House with uh, Ivanka Trump's initiatives for women entrepreneurs and for encouraging STEM education for women, making sure that women know that there are science careers out there. Uh, There's a whole host of things. President Trump has championed women since his first day in office, and women know that, and they, they will vote for him. And not just because of the economy, but because of national security issues. He takes that very seriously. Women care about their security and the safety of their families. And and those are very important things. And you contrast that to the Democrats and they their distaste for the police and for law and order and for open borders and socialism, which would tank our economy. I, I think the choice is clear. It's President Trump in 2020. We are talking with Ohio GOP Chair Jane Timken uh, now about this event coming up tonight. As she says, it's uh, 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 an evening to empower. Uh, these events are being held all across the country, as I understand it. Tonight's is in Cuyahoga Falls at the Pavilion on Front Street. Uh, Chair- Chairman Timken, is this uh, event uh, a paid event? Do people need to purchase tickets, or how do they get the tickets and be able to attend if they wish? It is not a paid event. All you need to do is to go to DonaldJTrump.com to the event section and find the event uh, Women for Trump, an evening to empower in Cuyahoga Falls and just register and come on. I'll be there along with Madison Justiato, um, Joy Paget, who was the Ohio Women for Trump uh, co-chair, uh, Leanne Johnson, who's Congressman Johnson's wife, will be there. We're all going to be talking about how President Trump has delivered on promises for women, and I really want to encourage women to participate in politics. We have a strong voice. I always say, jokingly, of course, that um, as Margaret Thatcher used to say, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. Women do so much in politics. We're the ones that are out there knocking doors and making phone calls, and there are a lot of with female volunteers uh, on many campaigns across Ohio. I see them. Um, I participate in a lot of women Republican groups and encourage women to get involved in politics. We need to make sure your voices are heard. So come on down tonight.
You know what I um, what I really love is that um, you know women who support President Trump don't have to just take his word. You, you look at his actions. Look at the pro- the number of prominent roles that women have played in the Trump administration thus far. Uh, you know, in, in his cabinet, uh, in his uh, in his public uh, uh, relations. You know, particularly press secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You know, his chief advisor, uh, people like Kellyanne Conway. Uh, you, you look at appointments to the United Nations, like Nikki Haley. I mean, the president has been so pro woman and so pro. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, women, women's rights, not just women's rights, but women's strength and women's advocacy and women's ideas and women's ideals. He has just welcomed so many of them. And, and, and it just kind of, it, it makes me laugh a little bit when I hear critics of the president suggest, how can you be a woman and vote for Donald Trump? Uh, Donald Trump doesn't believe in women's rights. He doesn't believe in women, uh, to be able to have abortion on demand. He, he, you know, he's pro-life. All of these different things they criticize, but his actions prove a lot more than words when it comes to appointments and uh, women that he has surrounded himself with in very important roles. No doubt. Um, and he, he looks to the women in his cabinet and the women who have taken lead roles in his administration. They are his advisors. He listens to them. He heeds their counsel. When you think about the fantastic job that Sarah Huckabee Sanders did uh, when the media attacked her relentlessly and she was a champion for the president, um, Kellyanne Conway, who was his campaign manager, right. uh, that is was the highest role for a, a, a in the campaign, she's uh, a senior advisor, um, and Elaine Chow is our transportation secretary. You talked about Nikki Haley. That's a key position to be the U.N. ambassador. Uh, he looks to women and wants to empower them, and he uh, champions their achievements and their success. And, and for the Democrats to say that this president uh, is does not favor women and is anti-woman is just ridiculous it is you know you bring up kellyanne conway i'm sorry you bring up kellyanne conway as his campaign manager uh she wasn't the campaign manager at the start she became the campaign campaign manager uh toward the middle almost toward the back end and a lot of people myself included i think she won the race i think she instituted the changes and provided a clarity of of the president's agenda more than anybody else i think she was other than the president himself more than anybody else other than him she was responsible for the president's victory in 2016 it's no wonder that he appointed her to such an important prominent role as senior advisor to him in in his administration because she really did i think she saved the day Yes, she did. She really did. I believe she came on in August of 2016, you know, some the very critical times of that 2016 election. And, uh, you know, one of Kellyanne Conway's strengths is she understands the pulse of the American public. And she is a great advisor to the president. She continues to advise the president and goes out on national TV and champions his causes. Um, I'm a big Kellyanne Conway fan, um, and I think she's just fantastic. Uh, She's uh, just like all the other women that the president has looked to as his advisors and in his cabinet. Uh, I don't know where she gets her stamina either. I don't know where she gets the stamina to keep the schedule she does in support of the president, working for the president, being a public voice for the president, and withstanding more jarring personal attacks 
than anybody. Well, she and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I think maybe the two of them together, uh, have been more attacked than any prominent members of any presidential administration in my lifetime. And, and, and the way they withstood those attacks, and we're talking about Sarah now in the past that she has moved on, but, uh, the way Kellyanne continues to be able to handle this is, it's it's beyond strong. I, I you know you, you you talk about a woman's strength. There aren't words to describe what she shows in the ability to handle that. I, I agree, and and they both of them are strong champions of the president. Uh, but if you think about it, the left attacks these strong women, and if they're so pro women, why are they attacking? conservative women it's okay you know in their mind it's okay to denigrate and attack conservative women because of their ideologies and beliefs uh, but if if any republican ever did what they and said about liberal women uh oh. they would be pilloried it, it would be and, and so that's that's the problem is that they don't put their money where their mouth is. Republican women champion not only themselves but other Republicans. They want what's best for this country. They know that Donald Trump wants to make America great and keep America great, and that's why they want they will vote for this president, and that's why President Trump will be reelected. Uh, we're talking with Ohio GOP Chair Jane Timken about an important event tonight called Empower. Uh, and, and by the way, I, I want to hit one other question. Uh, Empower, uh, an evening to Empower, excuse me, tonight in Cuyahoga Falls. I want to hit one last thing with you. Speaking of the way, uh, I don't hear Kellyanne Conway, and I don't hear, um, you know, didn't hear Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who are prominent in the administration, but also I don't hear women uh, members of Congress on the Republican side constantly pointing out the fact that they are women. What do you make, uh, Chair, Chairman Timken, of the squad um, every time they get into an attack situation where they're attacking the president or attacking pre- uh, the president's uh, agenda or policies and so on and so forth, and he attacks back? They instantly point out, you can't say that I'm a woman. And in most cases, you can't say that I'm a woman of color. So therefore, you're not... You're not criticizing me or us or our ideas or our suggestions or our agendas. You're, you're attacking us personally because we're women. That's a big difference between Democratic women and, and, and Republican or liberal women and conservative women that I have observed. Republican and conservative women don't feel the need to protect themselves by saying, hey, I'm a woman. You can't say that. So absolutely. I think it's what we know is the difference between Republicans and Democrats is Democrats celebrate victimhood. And I, I will, as a Republican woman, I will never be a victim. I stand by my principles and I stand alone, you know, on my own. I don't need someone to protect me. And I, I think it's really, uh, uh, disheartening that the squad, every time they go out and attack this president and he calls them out on their socialism, their anti-Semitism, that they then scream back at him that, that he's attacking them because he's racist. That is nonsense. Their agenda and their ideology is dead. Uh-oh. I think her cell phone dropped. Yep, she did. Her cell phone dropped right at the end of the conversation. So, Chairwoman, uh, Chairman, again, apologies there. Chairman uh, Jane Timken, Ohio Republican Party Chair, I will wrap up the conversation by reminding you about the event tonight. It's called An Evening to Empower. It's in Cuyahoga Falls. It starts at 630. Uh, you do not need, uh, there is no cost. You do need a ticket, though, so you have to register to get two tickets per mobile number uh, per uh, to this event. And, uh, oh, she is back on. Okay, I was just wrapping up. Uh, uh, Chairman Timken, can you hear me? 
Yes, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Maybe yeah, just that. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes the cell signal just drops on us. I was just wrapping by uh, announcing the event again tonight, but I'll let you go ahead and finish that. Well, I just think the contrast couldn't be clearer. The squad has taken over the Democrat Party. Uh, they Their agenda is radical socialism and anti-Semitism. And uh, clearly, that is not what the American values are. Uh, and if that's the way the Democrats want to go in 2020, they're going to lose. And I'm going to do and work incredibly hard to get President Trump reelected, not only because it's, it's good for this country, but it's good for women and it's good for all of us. So I, I'm a strong supporter of the president and anyone who wants to come down come down tonight um and i also just want to say we're going to have our state dinner here in columbus on september 21st and and i will just tease it it may be someone that uh i think you all find very exciting i think it's a fantastic idea i love the concept of an evening evening to empower and i was just telling everyone again to go to donaldjtrump.com and uh, go to the Women for Trump, and you can RSVP. Get your tickets. There'll be mobile tickets for you. All you have to do is register. They're free, and then you can attend tonight. Again, it's in uh, Cuyahoga Falls at the Pavilion, which is on Front Street, 6.30 p.m., and evening to empower. And you don't have to be a woman to come, right? Uh, women, bring your husbands with you to, to, uh, to uh, show support for the president and, uh, and, uh, and women's support for, for the president. Men are welcome, no doubt. Absolutely. Uh, Chairman Timken, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Have a great event tonight. Thank you. Thank you, you for having me. You got it. 9.52 now. We'll take a quick time out. Come back. This is one of those gaps in between guests where I can squeeze a call in or two. If you want to get in, do it now. 216-901-0945 on AM 1420, The Answer. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 9.56 now, the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer thanks to Ohio GOP Chair Jane Timken for joining us. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, next hour, uh, we're going to talk to the governor of the great state of Ohio, Governor Mike DeWine, and uh, we're going to talk about guns. We're going to talk about guns because of the policies that the governor decided to announce that he's hoping will pass through the Ohio General Assembly in the wake of the shooting, the terrible shooting in in, uh, Dayton, which of course coincided in the same weekend anyway with the terrible shooting in El Paso. This is part of what Governor uh, Mike DeWine had to say. Today I'm announcing the following initiatives, the following actions. Number one, safety protection orders. We have to empower people to get help for family or loved ones who may be a danger to themselves or a danger to others. People who have mental health challenges, alcohol or drug problems, have violent tendencies, and and have access to firearms. Deadly combination. Police and sheriff's deputies also need to be able to activate the criminal justice system when they find an individual in that situation. When they find someone who is in danger, who is a danger to themselves, or who is a danger to others and has access to a gun. 
That's why today I'm asking the legislature to pass a law to allow courts to issue safety protection orders. Safety protection orders is another word for, or it's code for, red flag law in the state of Ohio. This is what the governor wants to propose. It's what he and I will discuss, among other things, at 1035. Patty is in Strongsville. Thanks for waiting. You're on the air. Patty, go right ahead. Patty, can you hear me? Hi, Bob. Oh, there yes, you I are. Can go hear ahead. You. I was switching you over from speaker. Wonderful. Hi. I, I just wanted to contact you. I know it has nothing to do with guns, but I've lived here for three years in Strongsville. My husband's in Steele. We moved from Pittsburgh prior mm-hmm. to that, Baltimore. I have been unable to work as an RN for three years. I worked as a caregiver. Um, I have lawyers, and I still have not been able to get an endorsement from Pennsylvania to Ohio. I don't know. I do know that as a caregiver, I glancingly met um, Governor Mike DeWine at one of his friend's houses. I was assisting a Cleveland Clinic nurse Mm -hmm. in the person's house. And um, I just don't understand what I can do next. When I first moved here, Bob, I tried to get in touch with Governor Kasich. Um, No no luck. Um, I, I, I don't know what to do. In a year, my husband will retire. We will move away. I am 61. I've been forced by the state of Ohio to retire at the age of 61. I had an aortic dissection in 2010. I literally crawled out of a grave so that I could come to Ohio and be treated this way. I've, I've never done anything wrong to be smirched my RN. So, so what, are, what, are, what are, we, are we? Are we simply talking about reciprocity between states? Uh, a nurse's yes, license from one state not transferring to box. another? Yes, but it's a quagmire. When I first moved here three years ago, they were switching, I believe, to a computerized format. So when they would direct, when when I was required to do something, I'll admit, I'm 61. I wasn't that great in computers. I had a learning curve. But every time they turned around and said, "Oh wait, it's been too long. You must get re-fingerprinted, re-criminal background checked, do more continuing education units," I did so. Then, I worked for a year as a caregiver for ten dollars an hour at um, a caregiving company in this in this um, city. And I had a nervous breakdown one morning after a year because I wasn't a nurse. I was a caregiver. And I was in uh, Lutheran, and I was in Akron General. And as an RN, I have seen things that no one, no one, they treat mental people, what did Governor just say? People with mental health challenges, they treat them terribly, horribly. And I contacted two ombudsmen, and I saw through to the Cleveland Clinic the logical course. Right. And I got help from uh, Southwest General. Astounding help. Patty, let me, let, me, let me jump in here for a second, only because I'm, I'm, I'm tight on time here. I've got to get to our newscast. Um, I would like you, if you would, to call me tomorrow uh, on, on tomorrow's program. Tomorrow I'm going to have a lot more open time to talk. I do have guests coming today, but tomorrow I, we do what I call free-for-all Friday, and we can talk will, about just about I'll anything. I'll be at my... I'll be at my cardiologist and then driving to Baltimore, but I will stop at a rest stop and I'll call you. What's yeah, if you can, that'd be great. We can talk a little bit more about uh, about your situation. I'm sure this would be of uh, great interest to a lot of other people in your field uh, who might uh, uh, might uh, be able to benefit from what you are talking about and may be able to offer something to benefit you. Uh, and I appreciate that call. Uh, it is 1001, though. We need to get to the news now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.